Chapter Ten of Fritz to the Front by Edward L. Wheeler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kirk Ziegler. A dive for life. There was but one choice left for Fritz, that of standing his ground and meeting young Greyfield boldly, for there was apparently no avenue of escape for him now. Consequently, with his revolver drawn, ready for use, he positioned himself at the water's edge, facing the aperture, and waited. He had not long to wait. In a few seconds Griffith Gregg, as we shall henceforth call him, came striding into the chamber, and uttered a violent oath at the sight of Fritz. "'Hello! By the Satanic, I thought I was not mistaken. The Dutchman we left adrift, for sure!' Fritz did not speak or allow himself to move a particle, but stood glaring at his enemy like one turned to stone. "'Hello! Why the devil don't you answer?' Greg demanded, apparently not feeling positive that Fritz was in the flesh. "'If you don't answer, I'm hanged if I don't drown ye!' No answer from Fritz. But from directly over the villain's head seemed to come the words in a hoarse voice. "'Villain, behold the reflection of your crime!' "'Bah!' Craig cried with a start, glaring about him. "'You can't play any tricks on me, you Dutch blunderbuss. In some way you've escaped the trap, and now I'll pay you a grudge I've got against you.' And with a long knife in hand which he had drawn from his belt, he dashed fiercely at Fritz, regardless of the drawn revolver. Leveling his pistol at his opponent's breast, the young detective pulled the trigger. The weapon misfired. Craig was almost upon him now, but there was a moment to act and yet in that time fritz hurled the weapon with great velocity at the villain's head and somersaulted backward into the water the toe of one of his boots catching greg under the lower jaw this with the stinging blow of the pistol dropped him like a log to the ground where he lay for an instant howling with pain and rage fritz landing in the water swam through the almost submerged entrance and soon was outside the cavern at the edge of the bluff to swim around to the southern side was the work of but a few moments, and he was once more on terra firma, at his starting point. Here he sat down upon the beach to collect his thoughts. So strange had been his experience within the last few hours that he was really more confused than he had yet been since entering upon his profession as a detective. "'Now then, let me see about some things,' he muttered. "'In their first place,' dis be a regular ruffian settlement where i don't boss healthy for such as i und it would puzzle me to dare job all alone i must have some help off there is a telegraph office near here then i must find it und telegraph to philadelphia for assistance there is no doubt but i have discovered their smugglers und der next thing is to capture them und i don't think it was healthy for me to go down mit their cave again until this matter keeps shady. I wonder what have become of der gal what called herself Silly Sue. Here she is, what do you want of her? A merry voice cried, and the elfin danced laughing out from behind a huge boulder at Fritz's rear, where she had been concealed, evidently playing the spy. What do you want of Silly Sue, Irishman? I was no Irishman, Fritz retorted. I am a Dutchman. Get out, you're pure Irish. But that ain't the point. What do you want of me? I wanted to inquire how far is it to der nearest telegraph station. Oh, a good ways inland. The road you see in front of the old house on the bluff leads direct to it. If you want to send a message, I'll send it for you. You will? 
Yes. I'll hook one of Dad's horses from the pasture and ride to town. Guess I know what you propose doing. What? You are a detective, and you have discovered that my dad and his smugglers live around here, and you want to send for help to arrest them. How about you know all that? Oh, I'm silly enough to guess it, and I hope you'll do it. They're a hard gang and a wicked gang, and they hate me worse than poison, because I'm honest, unlike the rest of them. Captain Gregg and Honorable Granby Greville are their same persons, not? Yes, you're mighty cute to find that out. When some of villagers don't even suspect it, I'm his gal. Is that a fact? Yes, but he don't own me because I denounce his dishonesty. Ha! An old man was found dead on the beach once. The next day my papa had a big sum of money in his possession. I smelled foul play. I stole the money from him and burned it up. Ha! ha. Then he whipped me unmercifully and turned me adrift. But pooh, I don't care. I get along famous, and I'll make fun for the smugglers yet. So if you want me to go to the telegraph station for you, and will give me a few shillings, I'm ready. I give you five dollars, Fritz assured. Bully, the girl assented. Now, just tell me what you want, and I'm yours. Well, I want you to go to the telegraph office and send a message to Tony Fox, care of police headquarters, Philadelphia, telling him to fetch a half-dozen men dare this village at once. Can you remember, Dot? Well, you bet I can. I don't forget things easily. Give us your money, and I'm off for a wild horseback ride. Fritz accordingly gave her a V-note, and then, after again instructing her what to do, she took her departure by clambering up the bluff. Fritz then lay down upon the sand in the warm sunlight, little dreaming that his plans had been overheard. The Irishman, Pat Grogan, had been concealed behind another boulder, and had overheard every word of Fritz's conversation with Silly Sue. Shortly after her departure, and when sure Fritz was not watching, he stole softly from his place of concealment and up the side of the bluff. Once on top of the bluff, he quickened his pace, descended the opposite side, and hurried toward the village. At the residence of Granby Grayville he paused and entered the spacious lawn. His honor and the countess were seated upon the lawn in front of the house, enjoying the shade of a great tree, and Grogan tipped his hat as he approached them. "'Sure, sir. Tis meself has made a discovery, sir,' he said with a huge grin of satisfaction. "'Ah, indeed, I thought you might be of some use,' his honor replied complacently. "'What is the nature of your discovery, Grogan?' "'Sure, sir. It's concerning the girl you set me to watchin'.' as i expected curse her what new devilment has she been up to sure i did cape a civil eye on her as yous told me to and a bit ago she met a dutchman on the beach and it's a grand plot that be after organizing on the likes of the dutchman he a wanted to ba sendin a telegraph to philadelphia for the detectives and the gal she did tell him for a v she would stale a horse fornst your pasture and be carrying the message for him herself whereat he forked over the cash and she skipped bedad his honor listened his face growing purple with passion may all the fury seize that obstinate and meddlesome little wretch he hissed she seems determined to ruin me no amount of whippings have ever served to make her like other girls why didn't you stop her pat sure it was yourself as told me to be doing naught else but watchin her true i had forgotten she has probably gone so far that it would be next to useless to attempt to overhaul her now 
Do you think you could mount a horse and overtake her, Pat? Bedad, no. It's sorry a horse I can ride, Your Honor. Then ascertain from the ostler the location of the pasture, and when she returns, capture her. I'll give you ten dollars for the job. Bad says to me if I don't do it. And what shall I be doing to her after I caught her? Then take her to the old mansion on the bluff and wait until I come. Ouch! Holy mother, I'll not go where the skeleton is, nary a time. Nor need you. What time intervenes between your arrival and mine you can spend outside, but look sharp, she don't escape you. Sure, it's meself as will ba doing that same. Then Grogan executed a grotesque bow and took his departure toward the stable, while Greyville turned toward the countess. The devil will be to pay now, as I suspected that Dutchman is a spy and having suspicioned or ferreted out some knowledge concerning the league has sent for his fellow watchdogs in less than two days we shall be in the clutches of the law unless we make a break for liberty at once oh there's no particular reason for hurry when we find there is danger we can easily escape the countess said calmly how if we wait until their arrival it will be too late by no means my steamboat lies out but a short distance, and we can board it and sail for La Belle France in defiance. What? Without unloading? Ah, what are a few thousand dollars to life? Besides, the goods will sell again, for full value, at Havre. End of chapter 10